T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're very happy to welcome back for the first time in a long time, Anthony Slater here to 95.7 The Game. It's been a while since we've had you on in afternoons. Anthony, thank you very much. We thought you uh, had maybe boxed us out. No, no. Uh, good to hear you guys' voice. Yeah. Liar. Good to have you back, brother. Uh, so, what are the expectations for Andre Iguodala? I mean, do you can, can you tell us anything about conditioning? Have you watched him sort of ramp up uh, reps in practice? If you've been even allowed to see that happen? Did this news catch you off guard in any way? No, I've been here in January for a while now. It was kind of, you know, it was like a vague, like, I hey, probably sometime in January. But you'd heard, like, you know, he's feeling good. But I, they wanted to shorten the amount of, or as long as the season would be, number one. Two, what uh, surprised me the other day. He came out in full uniform pregame uh, of that Pistons game you were talking to. It was like really going through a workout, um, like full speed. And that didn't make me go, oh, it's definitely going to be next game. But it it was clear to me like he is uh, imitating a pregame workout that he would normally do if he was playing. He'd already been ruled out, but that was like, oh, it's probably coming soon because I'd heard January and then boom, uh, it's coming tomorrow. Uh, as far as expectations for him, they're going to slow play it. And I think in particular, they just want his single game minute to be down. Uh, Steve Kerr was regretful at times last season after he put, I remember there was a game against the Pacers overtime lost at home. He played Iguodala like 31 minutes in that game. And then Iguodala didn't play for a few weeks after that. And I remember Kerr being like, I just can't do that. He cannot play 31 minutes in a game. So I think mainly you're just going to see him in the maybe 18 minute range. Um, Who's going to be the one to pinch Kerr on the thigh every time it's time to take him out? Is there somebody uh, like assigned to govern his minutes so that Kerr doesn't get wrapped up in the game and do what he did in that Pacers game? Have, have you ever met Rick Celebrini? He, he might not pinch. He might punch, right? Like, get him out of there. But that would be the... Uh, you know, minutes restriction lord over there. And he sits like behind to the left of Kerr, usually during home games. Uh, as far as substitution pattern wise, that would be Jama. He's the one that has taken over from Mike Brown for those duties. So uh, I would say a combination of those two. But you're correct in the sense of Steve's going to want to overplay. Was the loss to Detroit, Anthony? any factor in the decision that he plays against Orlando? Because to me, that was, you know, a little bit of a breaking point in terms of, well, here's a game that you should have, but it's a game that you're undermanned in, and that's probably a big reason why you didn't get it. So it, did, did that accelerate this at all in any way in your mind? 
I don't think so on Iguodala. I think this is like he had targeted something. He wouldn't tell anyone. Steve, you know, very openly was unwilling to discuss much Andre Iguodala injury updates at all over the first few months because he's like, Andre doesn't want me to. Stop asking me, basically. So I always, like, he was always on his own timeline, and, and not one single regular season result was going to change that. Now, there's bigger news from an actual basketball perspective tomorrow. Andrew Wiggins is going to be back. And that's the one where, you know, I thought Wiggins might have been able to play in the last game, and he didn't. And maybe that sped up the timeline here where it's like, get him back in. I mean, he'd argue he's their second, third best player. And he's been out 15 games, longest, uh, you know, absence of his career. So to me, that's, that's in a lot of ways, the bigger news from, like, a wins-loss perspective. No doubt about it. It's huge to get Wiggins back. And especially, you know, even though it's a Devin Booker-less Suns team, the, the price of poker goes up the minute the, the, the Phoenix Suns get to town. And then they got a big five-gamer coming up. And it looks like Steph Curry could be joining them when that begins. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about suddenly a, a, a lengthening rotation where uh, Dante DiVincenzo is going to go back to the bench with Andrew Wiggins in the starting lineup. And suddenly you're like, you feel pretty good about Dante DiVincenzo as a bench piece, much better than you felt before Steph and Andrew Wiggins went down um, eventually. And probably, what, next Friday night against the Spurs, Steph Curry will bump Jordan Poole to the bench. So you're talking about Poole and DiVincenzo now as you're six seventh men eventually you'll see Jonathan coming again I think he's established himself as a very legitimate every night eighth man in the in an NBA rotation and starting to feel like a legitimate contending uh you know eight nine ten man rotation as, as you go down which I think you'd both agree that a month or two months ago it did not seem that way is Wiggins going to be on a minutes restriction given the amount of time that he missed are they going to try to ramp him up slowly as well or because he is as important as he is, are they going to throw him out for 30-plus right away? Yeah. Um, that's I, like Maybe Steve Kerr will give an exact uh, number, you know, allotment when he talks pregame tomorrow. Um, I'd guess high 20s, maybe into the 30s. If it isn't 30 in game one, Wiggins is the type of player from a durability perspective, from just a conditioning perspective, the way he just kind of effortlessly glides up and down the court that he's going to be playing 30-plus minutes like very soon, even if it's not first game back. Anthony Slater with us here on 95.7 The Game. So swept by the Detroit Pistons. It's, it's not something I think anyone expected. Uh, the Pistons have 11 wins, and two of them are against the Golden State Warriors. Could there be a little maybe buyback here from the actual league, though, on that Draymond technical, the double tech that he got with Isaiah Stewart? And God, I wish he'd not flap his gums to pick up the first one. But that double technical got him an ejection. And we all know that, you know, there's a running number of those. Uh, Will they contend that that was an unnecessary double tech with the league office? Uh, it, uh, it's not happening. Help here. I'll break a small bit of news just for you on the on the show. Uh, they're not rescinding. The league has decided to uphold that technical, so he will be at twelve technicals um, with a lot of games left. Um, but as Steve Kerr continues to mention, Draymond is the master of getting to fifteen and sitting at fifteen over the years. So uh, he's three away from from that you know threshold right at the end of the plank. But uh, I mean, they just don't expect him to jump over and get the sixteenth once he gets there. That's uh, still asking a lot over 44 games to get, or 43 games for him not to get more. This is the earliest I think he's gotten to 12. How do they govern that? How do they how do they put a you know 
a, a way to get him to not snap at Mitchell Irvin um, without yeah. without diminishing either his competitiveness or raising his ire? I think the conversation is pretty easy. I think it is, um, from a team perspective, from a Warriors perspective, if you get suspended for one game in the regular season, it's not that big a deal. Like, they're going to sit him on random back-to-backs. Anyways, he's going to need a break at some point. I mean, he's being overused like crazy lately with the way this front court is diminished. We know his age. We know his recent injury history. Like, Draymond Green needs to miss regular season games over the course of the next 50 or whatever it is. Um, so that would be, from a team perspective, why you don't worry too much about a one-game regular season suspension. Then from a player perspective, if you actually did want to motivate him not to get it, that's financial motivation. You lose a game check, and Draymond Green makes a lot of money, uh, and that's something you know he can decide. You know, in the way he, you know, if he gets it or not, like that's going to cost him more than a normal technical foul. So uh, that would be the motivation, I would think, just internally for him. But that, that's for him to decide. I think the Warriors would be okay with him missing. You know, Anthony, the the Warriors have had such an overwhelming amount of success when things are aligned to go right. It's hard to criticize them when even things go wrong. But it feels like there have just been two glaring blind spots throughout the entirety of the dynasty. The inability to correct what I think is a, a fixable mistake that is Draymond popping off to officials at every moment. Like, play hard against the opponent. Relax against the officials. It, it it drives me nuts that he, at this point in his career, at this point in his maturity, he still remains immature about how to go about pleading a case with an NBA official. It, it drives me nuts. Obviously, it's the deal with the devil that the team is comfortable making. And that brings me to the other point, the turnovers. You know, it's Steph Curry turning the ball over while Steph gets a longer rope than anybody in NBA history to correct his mistakes because he's one of the great players ever. Jordan Poole is not that yet. When are they going to preach some ball security to Jordan Poole and actually mean it? Like, attach some consequences to horrific turnovers in worst moments possible to have such a horrific turnover? Yeah, I mean, to me, the Poole thing is it is a difficult situation right now because it's like they can't tell him new to your creativity because I think some of the worst stretches of Jordan Poole's career, um, but even let's just go back last year. Last season was his breakout season. The worst stretches were when Clay Thompson came back, bumped him to the bench, and there was the unaggressive night where there was this long stretches where it was just like Jordan Poole's kind of out there. He's not turning the ball over. But he's not really shooting that much. He's not going to the rim. He's not creating. And their bench felt so empty from an offensive standpoint. They just did not have much juice. And we've felt that for years when they're playing Brad Wanamaker over him during his second season. And that's when Poole finally broke out. But it was like these backup point guards, these backup units that just didn't have creativity, didn't have any, you know, offensive juice. And then suddenly, you know, Poole's here and he's showing right now they're six and four since Steph Curry went out. A large reason they're six and four since Steph Curry went out is because they have given Jordan Poole the ball and said, go create be as aggressive as you want to be. Um, and, I mean, I know you're talking about kind of like, you know, punishment for this. I mean, I, I think the punishment will probably be, hey, you're not closing in big games once Steph Curry is back. But if they're playing in Toronto against the Toronto Raptors without Steph Curry, they need Jordan Poole to just dance with the ball and do whatever he can do. And that night he scores 43 points and they win. There's been some games recently that they've won because he's had huge point totals. He's also had three massive bad turnovers trying to create a play in the last three games in the final minute of the last three. But that's just kind of part of the Jordan Poole package. You are seeing what Jordan Poole would be on a nightly basis right now if he did sign a 
max contract offer sheet with San Antonio, let's say, and went to San Antonio this offseason. That is what young guards trying to learn their creativity can be in the league, and that's just kind of what the Warriors need without Steph. I think you can neuter that a little when, when Steph gets back with his minutes and his closing minutes and the fact that he won't have the ball in his hands in those situations, Steph will, but it's like, you can't tell him, Hey, don't, you know, go out and turn the ball over zero times. That's fine. You might get 17 points and zero turnovers instead of 34 points and, and four turnovers, seven turnovers, whatever it is. Anthony Slater here on Damon and Ratto as we welcome everyone into your four o'clock hour. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco. Always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app. Damn well better be free. I got one more question for you, Anthony, and then if Ray wants to wrap up with one more, I'll kick it back to him. I want to talk about, and this is a, a you know more of an off-season issue, and it's crazy this still early on in, a, in this season to be talking about the off-season, but to me, Bob Myers and his future is is just a huge you know moment in time and let me ask if bob myers were to leave for any reason at all is kirk lakeb automatically getting the general manager job is that decision already made or like any smart nba team like any smart team in sports which the warriors clearly are is there a small list of names that kirk lakeb is just among those names not at the top of that list well and this is not something that you know i've had discussed at, at great length this is not some deeply sourced uh conversation I'm about to have, but I would think Kirk Lakeham to me profiles as the owner in waiting, not the GM in waiting. Um, the next Joe Lakeham. You know, he, he, he's, he's got his hands on some of the basketball side, but Kirk Lakeham has his hands on a lot of the business side, too. So, I'm not, like, maybe that's what would, you know, materialize where, where Kirk would, would step in if, if Bob, like you said, for any reasons left, but I don't, I would, I would predict no. I would predict that, that Kirk just remains in a very powerful position in the organization, which he currently has, and you know will be the successor to his father, whatever that comes. Um, and and the, you know Kent Lakeb's in the building as well. Uh, you know he's kind of younger in his front office career. Mike Dunleavy is very powerful within the front office as a kind of a rising voice. Um, and then obviously there are outside options as well. So I don't know where it would go. I mean, at this point, they they still seem to be voicing out that they want it to be Bob long term. But you know, obviously, money is probably going to dictate that. Um, not to turn it back to the mundane, but are we at the point now where this is actually a good defensive team again? I mean, they're a pretty predictable team in that when they give up 120, they're losing. And they've given up 120 plenty of times this year. Uh, but have they turned the corner? Are they now a reliable, defense, good defensive team? Even though they gave up 122 to the Pistons and 141 to the Hawks. Are they there yet or not yet? Yeah, I think reliable in the modern NBA, right? Look across the league every night right now. Um, Draymond Green is like emerging as, I think, a legitimate defensive player of the year candidate. Just the way he has, I think, stabilized them over the last few weeks has been huge. Can he maintain that level? Um, Looney, I mean, I'd say Looney's probably a top 10 NBA center from a defensive standpoint. 
purely defensive. I'm not talking overall. But um, so they're stable in the back end. Then you think about the perimeter. I mean, they've been playing at a good rate lately without Andrew Wiggins. He is their best perimeter defender. I think Dante DiVincenzo has shown a lot. You, know, you see him waving Clay Thompson off to guard Damian Lillard the other day down the stretch. Obviously, he gets the big steal. Uh, Kaminga, the way he has, um, I think, you know, developed into an on-ball threat that even in a playoff stage, I think you could throw him on a John Morant in a Memphis series for you know, four-minute stretches at a time and feel okay about that. That's what they were missing, losing Gary Payton. I think you've got that back somewhat with Kaminga. Uh, so I think they have the ingredients to be top ten, even if it's top eight type defense. And if you have even a, a like the eighth-best defense in the league and you have Steph Curry running your offense at a high rate, like you're, you're an NBA contender. So I think they're okay on that Slater, brother, thank you so very much. It's been a long time. Glad we got to uh, catch up with you. All right, fellas. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.